You know, when they asked me where the AI Optimist started, it is funny that after going to Jasper's AI conference in San Francisco in February 2023, honestly, I was not exactly enthused about the whole AI outlook, mostly because it was just coming from such top-down government, uh, big companies, just really not generally where the real innovation rises from the bottom, as I've seen. And this space may be different. But what I ended up doing was learning that in my own experience that I had used AI since about 2014, 2015. I mean, we've obviously all used it involved in algorithms and anybody advertising on Facebook and Google in, in indirect ways. Machine learning has always been there. But I have a site called remember.org, and it's been around since 1995. And I have many images from about 80 years ago that are historical images from World War II, very small, very bad quality. And back in 95, we got teeny little postage stamps. So that site now is almost 30 years old, and all that content was going to waste. It was too small, a whole generation that's entirely more visual. And there's a lot of photos out there. And I needed to actually increase them. And so I used this uh, software called Topaz Gigapixel. And that enabled me to take pictures not only bigger, but to improve them, improve the quality. And suddenly I was showing artwork that was done in the 40s. It looked better than it was when it was submitted to me. I mean, there will come a time then I call it AI face pops up. But for the most part, my origin story began with that site and saying, wow, if I can turn these images bigger, what else can I do? And then in my uh, business career as an entrepreneur, I was making a deal as a partnership with a larger company. And we do data feeds, which generally are very poorly organized by many companies. They're just a very tough thing. And we'll get like a million SKUs, a million products. And it's very honestly hard to figure out who wants what. We don't know. So I went to this large company and I needed to approach them to get their machine learning intelligence. But if I had asked them for that in regards to a partnership, I would have gotten a solid no, because that approval has to come from IT. It has to come from tech, the CTO. And so what I approached them with was not, oh, can you do this as a partnership? Could we do this together for learning, for training, because all AI, all machine learning needs tons and tons of data to be able to learn. So approaching them in this way was really amazing. And it led to us getting a feed of 100,000 of the best-selling products. Sales went up dramatically along with profits for the partner. The other company got tons of training. Sales went up for them. So both sides won. And it was really interesting because without, if I didn't know that AI needs lots of training, and that's really the benefit to IT, that would have never happened because nobody in the partnership space really understands, I shouldn't say nobody, but not many understand the value of machine learning and how it can be used. So that brings us to the AI Optimus origin story. So when I began this project, I wanted to talk to some people, but they're all, again, these are very, very high up kind of people. It's not really easy like it was in my background from the early days of the internet to be able to engage people and get a lot of people who are working out of their garages and doing cool stuff like that. If these are garages, they're billion dollar garages, right? So what I needed to do was go to ChatGPT and ask it a question and see if I could get the response and be able to take this to another level where I would learn 
how I could do it. So I studied a man, uh, excuse me, a professor at Wharton named Ethan Mollick, who I follow on LinkedIn, do not know personally, um, but he showed a whole format for writing out what you want ChatGPT to do. Um, that's obviously called a prompt, but his prompts are quite, 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 quite detailed. And so what he does, and I wanted to work you through this, is this was the prompt that gave me the 10-question debate that is the basis of how this not only site, but project started. So let me read this to you really quickly. Here's my prompt following again Ethan Mollick's model. I want to practice my knowledge of AI frameworks as the AI optimist in a 10-question debate with you, the AI pessimist. Notice I'm giving them both roles right there. Very important. You'll play the role of a pessimistic AI person with a scientific viewpoint and not critical of others who will prove my ideas falsifiable and come up with an alternative AI in the future hypothesis at the end. I'll play the AI optimist, instructional designer and entrepreneur for 30 years who's looking at how AI might benefit humanity in education and business. The goal is to practice understanding the AI pessimist point of view and to create my own hypotheses based on their input and opposition to my scenario. And just stop a second. I don't want them to support my scenario. I want them to oppose it. That's where we learn in getting different opinions and not just trying to live in echo chambers. Okay, end my little rant there. Back to the prompt. Create a scenario in which I can practice my response and in intelligent discourse with the opposition. I should have to be labeled as a futurist, as a dreamer, as a hollow view, as not understanding how dangerous AI is, and not taking seriously the risks and threats. You start the debate, give me dilemmas or problems during this 10-question debate to challenge my thinking. After 10 questions and interactions, set up a consequential choice for me to make. Then wrap me up by telling me how I performed as the AI optimist, including good points and what I can do better next time. Do not play my role. Only play the AI pessimist. Wait for me to respond. ChatGPT says, understood. As the AI pessimist, I will challenge your optimism and give you dilemmas to provoke deep thinking about the potential risks and threats of AI. After each of your responses, I will continue with the next question. Once we've gone through all 10 questions, I will present a consequential choice for you to make and then provide feedback. So what you see in this page is our complete discussion and what we ended up resulting for were two hypotheses, one for the AI pessimist and one for the AI optimist. And the AI optimist has a different sort of falsifiable hypothesis than the AI pessimist. So here's the pessimist. For the next 10 years, over the next decade, AI advancements will lead to significant job loss across multiple industries, from manufacturing to creative sectors, outpacing the generation of new job roles. Furthermore, the adoption of AI technologies will exacerbate existing societal inequalities with a disproportionate impact on marginalized communities. Attempts to regulate AI development and use will prove ineffective due to the global nature of technology development and the rapid pace of AI advancements. Now that's interesting because that falsifiable hypothesis is exactly pretty much the exact opposite of what the AI optimists falsifiable hypothesis is.
And so for the optimist, I have a model that basically goes against all of that. In fact, uh, ChatGPT gave my falsifiable hypothesis as I'm looking for it here. Okay. They gave my falsifiable hypothesis as one that includes something a little bit different. And you'll see it down towards the bottom of the page as we look. And pardon me going sort of slowly here during the podcast, but I did have this right in front of me. And the hypothesis that we came up with Over the next decade, this is the AI optimist. Thank you for your patience. Over the next decade, AI will play a crucial role in solving some of the world's most pressing challenges from climate change to healthcare. AI will not only automate routine tasks, but also create new jobs and industries leading to economic growth. There will be effective international cooperation and regulation of AI, ensuring its benefits are widely distributed and its potential harms are minimized. Advances in AI will enhance human creativity and decision-making opening up new realms of artistic and intellectual explorations. And it was interesting. When I asked the chat GPT which one it thought was best, of course, because it's an AI model, not a sentient being, it doesn't have personal opinions or beliefs. But it did say something obviously wise, that the most realistic scenario probably lies somewhere between these two hypotheses, which is why we're here. I want to find that middle ground. The future of AI will involve significant challenges and opportunities, risks, inequalities. But at the same time, it's important to leverage this immense potential to solve problems, create new opportunities, and enhance human capabilities. Both perspectives offer valuable insights and remind us that the future of AI largely depends on the decisions and actions we take today, which is why we're here and why I'm so glad you're joining me. Give me your feedback. Show me how wrong I am. Show me what you like, but let's together find that middle path so we don't end up in a world where it's Terminator AI eating us, like destroying us, nor the utopian dancing in circles. AI will cure everything. I think it can really help us move to the next level as a civilization, as humanity, and as individuals.